Amen. That guy's got some pipes, doesn't he? <laughs> Amen. We give glory to God when we throw those hands together. Amen. Thank you, John, for using your gift to glorify God. Man, what a blessing it's been this morning to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Hey, uh, on your cards, uh, on your prayer cards, uh, I want you to write on the back of those uh, two names. Okay, and you can write more than that, but I want you to write these two names to be in prayer for. Okay, I want you to write down the name Rusty McMullen. Okay, Rusty McMullen is our evangelist that is coming. Uh, this guy is anointed to speak the truth of the gospel, and when he speaks it, people are saved. Uh, so, so be in prayer for him that uh, Satan uh, attacks upon his life would be uh, those fiery darts that come upon us would just uh, be flicked away by God. And God would protect him and, and give him grace as he prepares the perfect word to say for the, the people that are going to be here in that crusade. All right, so Rusty McMullen is his name. Uh, the second name I would like you to put down is uh, Chris Copeland. Chris Copeland is going to be the guy bringing our music uh, throughout that crusade. Uh, Chris, uh, has a, that's his ministry, is, is bringing worship, uh, revivals, uh, Disciple Nows, uh, all, all different kinds of things. So, uh, so be in prayer for Chris as he prepares uh, the, the music that will be played during that crusade that will bring us to worship our, our God and our Savior and, and bring people uh, to salvation. All right, and then on the, those back of those cards, uh, or start writing down the names of the people that God puts on your heart uh, to pray for them daily uh, and to to be the light uh, before them. All right, uh, so hey, guys, this week is Valentine's Day. All right, I always try to keep my guys in line in check. Help you out as much as I can. This Thursday is Valentine's Day, so be ready. All right. So in that, uh, I thought about a a, a, a couple. Man, they this, they were having their 65th wedding anniversary, and they were having a fellowship at the church, and people were coming in, and they began to ask some questions, and uh, he, they said, "What's your secret for staying together so long?" And uh, the the gentleman spoke up. He said, "Well, you know, I always tried to treat my wife with great respect." And and the other thing we did was take take trips, and we we've took trips all around the world. You know, in fact, for our twenty fifth wedding anniversary, uh, took her to Beijing, China, and they were all uh, the whole clap. Everybody clapped, applauded. Wow! And then somebody asked, "Well, what'd you do for your fiftieth?" And he said, well, that's when I went back and picked her up. I pray blessings upon all your marriages. Okay. Today we continue our uh, Known by Our Fruit series. Uh, so turn to Galatians chapter 5. Today we also were going to be studying out of uh, Romans chapter 1. So uh, go to Galatians chapter 5 and then, then we'll go back to Romans. Uh, so I, I think it's a, an important passage for us to see this morning. Um, 
Galatians chapter 5, as we've gone through our fruit of the spirits, is uh, just it's been a great study for me uh, personally, and I hope it has been for you. And so today we'll finish up with our last three fruits, uh, and then next week we'll actually conclude our series. But, but let's review our text and, and ask God to bless our word here uh, today. Uh, Galatians chapter 5. Starting in verse 16, it says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit... You are now you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with the passions and the desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another to envy, envying one another. Father God, we just come to you this morning. Again, we bow our heads and we praise you, Lord. We thank you for all that you've done, all you're going to do. We ask that you would bless the message today and the reading of your word. Uh, Father, we pray that you would fill this place with your spirit and God us direct us in your ways. And Lord, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I, I, I've had the privilege uh, in, in my life to, uh, to go on, on several different mission trips uh, around the world. I, I've been in, in Africa twice, uh, Ghana and Tanzania. Uh, and uh, been to Mexico, and uh, I, I've even been to Paul's Valley, okay? Um, <laughs> I, I hope my, none of my Paul's Valley friends are here. But anyway, um, I've, I've been, and I've seen some, seen some crazy things. Um, uh, we talked about Rusty earlier. Rusty uh, just got back Friday from Turkey. Uh, and he's been to India several times. Uh, one of the things uh, that you see when you go to different places in the world, especially places that uh, are, are depressed uh, economically and different things like that, is, is, is the people um, who are in poverty uh, most of the times are, are people who are depressed also spiritually. 
uh, you know, in, in Africa and different places where we were, uh, great people and, and, and good things. And, but then you, you, you would see fields where, where the people lived. And the land was beautiful, but you would see fields that were just full of trash. Uh, and you you would see places that uh, that were sewage, you know, going down the streets, and it smelled. You know, in India, they, there's millions of people. India is, you know, uh, very heavily influenced with Hinduisms, but there there are millions of people living in the streets, and, and it stinks. Um, and and there's, but it seems like we're, when you go to these places that are depressed by 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 heavy. Uh, dark spirit. There's also this this this, this disgustedness, um, and it, and it, and, it's, and it's sad. And, and we have places like that here in America. Uh, don't get me wrong, but here in America, it, it's a little bit different. Uh, there there's a, a physicality in our world uh, that. Is is kind of changed in, in our day in our in our time. There's this darkness. There's this depravity that is on on people. Uh, that it's it's good to be living in sin. Have you noticed that? In in, in our culture in, in our days, there's this spiritual darkness uh, that's over our land, but but it's blatant. It's it's open. The sin the sin is 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 masked uh, by shiny cars and and great big mansions and popularity. There there there's a our society has has embraced sin. Our society is profiting off sin. It's no longer, you know, there used to be a time where people were ashamed of their sin. Amen? And, but there's not that anymore. And now they're, they're, they're actually proud uh, of, of moving to that next level, doing that next shock in all thing. And, 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 and there's, the works of the flesh are all over us. The last few weeks, as, as we've looked at the uh, Galatians and we looked at the works of the flesh, we've seen that the picture of each and every one of those words, every one of those sins, it, it's, it's, just, it's just over us. So as you turn to Romans chapter 1 today, and as we look into this word, what you're going to see is, is, is you're going to see the judgment of God. You're going to see the judgment that God puts upon nations, upon people that reject him. This judgment on people uh, that do not glorify him even though they know him. People that turn their backs on God. Friends, let me, know, let, me, let me be clear about this and let you see this. When you turn your back upon God, God will, his wrath will be coming upon you. But it might not be what you think. Romans chapter 1, you start down in, in verse uh, 24. It says, says this about God's judgment. It says, therefore, God gave them up. Let's stop right there for just a second because we, we need to understand this, what God's saying. God gave them up or, or he gave them over. He, this is a legal term that, you know, is when somebody goes into court and they're found guilty, they're handed over to the system, right? We, we looked at that. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. Our nation spends 46, more than $46 billion on correctional facilities in the, in the United States of America. When you do something wrong in our culture and you are convicted of that, you are 
were handed over to that system to, sin, to carry out your sentence. God here, as you see him say, he hands them over. This is a legal term. God hands them over to their sin. God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity and dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Notice the first part of, ju- of, of God's judgment is that God hands them over. For the people who reject him, he says, okay, here's your heart's desire. You wanted this, here you can have it. He gives them over to their impurities and their sexual desires. And, and, and that will bring dishonor to their bodies. Verse 25, because they exchanged the truth about God for lies and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Man, if you're here today and you don't get one thing out of this, know this, the creator is the one to be worshiped. The creator is the one who deserves all the honor and blessing and glory. Serve the Lord. But society that turns its back on God gets what it wants. Look at verse 26. For this reason, God gave them up uh, to dishonorable passions. He turned them over to, to, to what they wanted. For their women exchanged uh, exchange natural relations uh, for those that are contrary to, na- to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passions for one another. Men committing shameless acts with men and, re- and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. After God gives people over to uh, impurity and, and, and impure sex, he gives us into homosexual realities, homosexual desires and impurities. And the penalty for that, the wrath or that, uh, comes upon us. The de- decay of people. You know, I, I, don't, I, I was watching TV, I was watching a, a, a movie last night on television, and every time it went to commercial, every time a commercial came on, sometime in that commercial break, a, a commercial p- for a pill that will help you, keep you from getting AIDS came on. Anybody seen that commercial? And it is, it is, I'm about to turn my TV off because you can't even watch commercials anymore without being depraved, seeing depravity in the world. It, there's a pill that comes on every commercial break in the United States teaching us, hey, you take this pill and it'll help you from getting AIDS. AIDS is a disease that kills. If it doesn't kill, there's many people that have it that haven't been killed, but they're pumped in with different drugs to keep them alive. There is a penalty for immorality. I'm not telling you this because I don't like gay people. Man, the Bible is clear. Jesus... Eight, he sat down, he loved on sinners. 
we as the church have done a horrible job pushing away the sinners that we should have been loving on. The problem is, though, even though Jesus loved on and we are to love on the people who are in sin, we do not accept it. Uh, I've got many stories I can tell you about people in our lives, Robin and our lives, that have gone down that road and we continue to love on them and care for them and pray for them, but we do not accept that lifestyle. Because God says it's wrong. Verse 28. Since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to the debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness evil, covetousness, malice. They were full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, uh, maliciousness. They were gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. And here's the kicker, verse 32. Though they knew God's righteousness, decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but gave approval to those who practiced them. That last part there that's talking about uh, the people who knew God, knew the ways of God, the people, who, the people who, who, who would go to church on Sunday gave approval to the practices of such things. So, as we see, God gave them up over uh, to sexual lust, all kinds of immoralities, all kinds of deceitfulness, murders, all kinds of, 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 of putrid things. It runs rapid, and then homosexuality uh, becomes the norm. And then God gives them over to their minds, and to the point where they're inventing evil. And this is a kind of insanity that prevails in the societies that, 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 that turn their backs upon God. And can I tell you this? We have come to be a, a society where now we don't know if it's proper or not to tell a man he's a man or a woman she's a woman. It, 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 there's places in the world that say, hey, you can't, you, you can go into whatever bathroom you want to go in. That's insanity. This country was founded on a pursuit of happiness that is set forth by the liberties founded in the principles and the nature of God. Amen? And but it's because we know him. It's because we know the things of God. 
that God and his great love and his great mercy and his great blessing that he bestows on those who love him, it's because we know this and still turn our backs against him that he allows the judgment to come upon. He allows our sins, us to be handed over to our sins. And you know what that brings, my friends? Self-destruction. Self-destruction. If we open your eyes, if you open your eyes, you will see all around you each and every day people that are destroying themselves. They're destroying themselves in the things that they're doing. They're, doing, they're destroying themselves in, in, in the substance that they're putting in their bodies. They're destroying themselves. They're destroying the lives of others uh, by the way that they are treating others. Uh, all kinds of immoralities around us. We are destroying ourselves. Our society our society is moving to a place of destruction. There's all kinds of rebellion. There's all kinds of craziness around us. There's ideas in our government that even though they have proven to, 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 to fail, we want to pass them here in the United States of America. It's insanity. You've got to wake up. I, I, is anybody here fearful for the future? Is anybody here fearful for, for your children in the, in, the, in the land that they're going to grow up in? Are you fearful for your grandchildren and what is coming for them to, to deal with? I tell you, if you're not fearful for the future of your children, then you're not a sensible or reasonable person with any morals or anything. Because we all know, those of us who know God, we know that there's a better way. We know that, that, that God has done great and mighty things for a land that turns to God. And we see this, not, not just, we, we know this, not just because uh, we, we've known God before, but we've seen this all throughout history. Those who turn their back on God, God ends up destroying those lands. We know this because God's word and God's work show us. The question is, is, is not, how, how do we cope? How, how do we make it through this, this evil or corrupt time that we're living in? The question it should be to us, Lord, show us. Show us how to be light into this dark generation. Lord, show us, show us how, how, to, how to turn this ship around. Lord, bring revival into our land. Do it again. Turn us back right. Many people come to church, and, and, and they come to church, why? Because they're looking for a change in their life. They're, many people come to, into church services each and every week looking for something because there's something in their lives. The, the works of the flesh is just not working. There's something missing in their lives. They know it, so, so they walk into church services all over this land looking for it. What are they looking for? They're, they're looking for God, but they just don't know it because many churches, many religions, religions in in our time say hey you come you be a part of this religion you be a part of this church and you become a better person and you know that sounds good we all want better people amen but let me tell you what i don't care how good a person you get if you don't know jesus christ as your lord and savior you're still not going to go to heaven 
it's still not going to change your life. You know, in our culture, we, 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 we want to make better people. We want to live. This is, this is what I'm hearing all the time now. We want to hear, live our best life. <laughs> you can achieve and you can do good things, but unless you know God, you're never going to know the fullness that, that, that thing that you're searching for, even though you become a better person, you're never going to find full joy. You're never going to know full love. That only comes from a life that is surrendered to God. Being a good person may be good for your neighbor, but it's not good for your eternity. Listen, in, in, in our world, uh, it, 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 it's this... It's this whitewashed tomb thing, right, that, that Jesus talked about. You know, there's this depravity, this, this dirtiness, this ugly filth in the world, but then, then there's this idea of that, you know, if I've got all kinds of money, if I've got all kinds of stuff, if I look good on the outside, I'm good. But Jesus said to the Pharisees, you are a bunch of whitewashed tombs. You, you got it all going on out here. You're wearing the, the, the nice clothes. You, you, you've got the rituals down. You've got the, uh, you, you, you've got the manners all down. You, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are proper. You are right. Mm, you're looking good today. But in the inside, you're just as disgusting as everything else out in the world. On the inside, you're just as dead as anybody else in the world. On the inside, you're just a bunch of dead bones. So in this way of living in filth, if it's on the inside or on the outside, it doesn't matter. It all comes down to it's, it's a heart condition. What 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 is what does your heart look like? What your outside is it is it reflecting what's on the inside? Because the inside is what matters the most. So what's the answer? Uh, how, 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 do we, how do we find the answer? We, well, we find the answer in, in God's word. We, we find the answer as we go back to Galatians, and we look at Galatians, and, and if you move to the very first uh, verse of Galatians chapter 5, uh, as Paul is setting up the fruits of the spirits, he says this, he says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. And when we say that word slavery, because we are proud people in America, many people say, well, I'm not a slave. I'm not a slave to anything. I'm not a slave to anybody or anything. Are you sure about that? Yeah, because the truth is, even if you don't want, if you, if you, you can tell yourself that you're not a slave to anything, but the truth is, that the worst kind of slave is the kind of slave that lies to themselves and tells themselves they're not a slave. 
The worst kind of slave is those that deny their, their slavery and try to hide it and pretend that it's not there. Because still they end up living a life of a slave. Galatians chapter 5, verse 5. For though the Spirit, through the Spirit, by faith, we ourselves eagerly await for the hope of righteousness. It's through the Spirit, through faith, that we eagerly arrive at this righteousness. Let me ask you, brothers and sisters in Christ, those of you who know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, don't you long for heaven? Don't, don't, don't you long uh, for, for that day when we will see him face to face and, and, and you, you just can't wait for that time? You know why you long for that? You long for that because you have tasted and you've seen it. You, you have felt it and know it. You've, you've had God's love coming to you. You know his, what his love is and you've felt it. And you, it means something. So you long for it. Oh, it's good. It's greater than anything you've ever had before. When, but, when, but you can know that here on earth. Did you know that? You knew it when you came to Jesus. You remember what it was when you, you were saved and how you felt that day. You can have that all the time, but it, come, it came back to this, walking in the Spirit. It, just because we, we, we are saved doesn't mean we, we, we change everything in our lives because we're still in this earth suit. We're still in this suit that, that, that struggles with the flesh. But when we give up the flesh and we give ourselves over to the Spirit and we walk in His Spirit, then we know His love again. It, it radiates among us and above us and, and, and the fruits of His Spirit just, just, just come upon us. That's what it, know, that it, was, that's what it is to, to know His love. That's what it is to bear His joy, His peace, His patience, His kindness, His goodness. And what we're going to get into here today, these last three fruits that, that all re- resonate with us, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When I walk with God, and when I am in the Spirit of God, His love surrounds me, absorbs me, and then I display all these fruits together. Faithfulness. What is faithfulness? Faithfulness in the Bible uh, is, is, is loyalty. The, the word picture here for faithfulness is fidelity. Uh, God made marriage to be a picture, an earthly relationship of our relationship with him. And he made that to, to be uh, faithful. The faithfulness means truthfulness, trustworthiness, and honesty. 2 Timothy 2.22, Paul tells Timothy uh, how to do this. He says, so flee youthful passions or lust and pursue righteousness, faith or faithfulness, Love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord 
from a pure heart. Isn't it cool to see as, as, as we look at different parts of Scripture that we also see the, the, those fruits of the Spirit grouped together? That with faith here we also see love and peace. God is, that just tells us again that God is doing something. When he got, God does something, all the fruits are there. He, he's moving us all to be like this and to be a, a, a pure heart to move. We all struggle in our flesh to be faithful but when we surrender to the holy spirit when we surrender to god uh, our savior we put on a faithfulness just like he is faithful aren't you glad that jesus christ is faithful and just to forgive lord thank you for forgiving us uh, aren't, aren't you glad to know that Jesus is the life, the truth, and the way? Are you walking in faithfulness, my friends? We see gentleness. Gentleness is uh, probably even better translated here, meekness. Uh, Pro stay, the Greek word, it, 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 it's this humility with a gentle edge to it. We see this word as you move into Galatians and down to chapter 6, you see this word uh, used again. It says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in a transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in the spirit of gentleness. That, that, that's, that's why we do not judge as Christians. I'm, I'm not your judge. I, I'm going to tell you the truth and what the Bible says, but I'm going to bring it to you out of humble respect and love because I'm a sinner just like you're a sinner. And, and, and I, I, I recognize my sin and, and, and that awesomeness that God has forgiven me of that. And he forgave me of my sins in the most gentle and kind way. You know, you think about you think about God's glory and His humbleness and His gentleness. There, 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 there's no better picture than than the picture of Jesus Christ going to the cross. And Jesus Christ, as as He gave up Himself, as as He was humiliated and tortured and killed, He did that on our benefit for our behalf, and He did it in a gentle way. Unbelievable. How Jesus took upon the sins of the world for us. And then, then we see that not only through the picture of the cross, but we see it as Jesus uh, returned from the dead. As he rose again and he showed himself. You know, that first time he showed himself, oh, Thomas wasn't there. And, 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 and then Thomas came in and they, they were telling him all about it. And he said, I will not believe that Jesus rose from the dead till I can stick my fingers in those marks, those because if I can stick my hand in, in that spear side where they put it in his side, then I'll believe. You know what? Eight days later, eight days, the number of new beginnings. Eight days later, Jesus shows up in the room where Thomas is at. And he, he's not like me. He, he didn't slap him upside the head and say, fool. <laughs> No, 
Jesus says, peace be with you. Of course, Thomas falls on his feet, worships God. Jesus says, you believe because you've seen, but those, those will be coming where they never see, but they believe and they will be blessed. Our God is so gentle. He's so kind. Are you walking in gentleness, my friends? And finally, we, we see self-control. Inkrateya. That phrase means uh, the power to keep your sin in check. The power to keep your sin in check. The power to restrain sin. We have this power through God. Can't do it on our own. It's only through God. God is perfect in, in showing us self-control. He, he demonstrates it in, in who He is. Malachi 3.6, for, for I, the Lord, do not change. He, he, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? And we praise Him for that because, uh, because He does not change. Because he does not change and he stays the same, he, he, he continues to show us who he is, what he is, and, and what is he? He is holy. He is totally love. He is goodness. He is truth. He is God who never changes. He is all-powerful and he is just. He is all-wise. In 1 Corinthians 9, chapter 25, or verse 25, uh, Paul gives us an example. He shows us uh, that, that we, are, we are to be, uh, show self-control. And he shows us the picture of this uh, through athletics. Uh, I've always loved athletics in my life. And, and it, it teaches you discipline, just like, just like other things like music or anything, anything that teaches you discipline. But, but athletes have to train. That verse there in 1 Corinthians tells us to, you, you don't run. You don't run a race and just run wherever you want to run. You're, you don't win that way. You run the race by staying on the path and, and, and getting there first. He also shows us that uh, you don't box. Uh, you don't box by just throwing haymakers and, and beating the air everywhere. You box by being specific and hitting your target, staying focused. You've got to be self-controlled. Folks, we, we see this picture of self-control, and, and we have to understand that on our, on, our, on our own, we are prone to the works of the flesh. On our own, we are going to go astray. On our own, we, we, we are all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. We all, we all mess up. And, and we're going to continue to do that. None of us is perfect. Amen? But the truth is 
that as believers in God, as those who believe in the Lord as our God, our Savior, and we put our hopes and our trust in Him, as we look at this and we see this and we give ourselves unto our Lord, our Master, our Savior, we submit ourselves to Him and we walk in His Spirit. When we walk in His Spirit, then we put on all these fruits of the spirits and we become just like Him. We, when you do that, you become and you learn just what it is that, to walk just like Jesus walked. You can walk and live a life just like Jesus did if you put your hope and your trust in him because the spirit of God inside you will move you. And we need to understand this and we need to put this in our bank and know this, that when we walk, when we're in step with him, when we do what he has called us to do, then we are more than conquerors. Not by the things that I have done, because I have done bad, but it's what God has done in me, how he has overcome those things and that want to easily ensnare my life. He has changed me. He has made me a conqueror. I can conquer the sins that want to enslave me through him and only him. All glory to him. Are you walking in self-control? Are you living in the Spirit of God today? Is God calling you to Himself today to put away the things of the flesh and begin to walk in the Spirit of God? However God is speaking to you today, just be obedient to it. Let's pray. Father, thank You so much. <laughs> 